Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Pick and Roll. The NBA betting show goes live weekday mornings right here on the board's YouTube channel, The Hammers NBA Content Division. And today, uh, it is the final show before we head into the NBA All-Star break. It's the final slate of games at our disposal, and it's a smaller slate with uh, a couple of very big spreads, but no less. There is one game in particular that Pitts is interested in, and there is one pick on the way for you guys today. One free pick on the way for you guys today. Again, it's the final sort of NBA game, but doesn't mean that we don't have a show coming tomorrow on Friday because we will have some NBA All-Star Weekend betting on the way for you guys as well as we have done uh, as we did do last year as well. So keep it locked in the channel. Keep up to date with the content by subscribing. We also have the Thursday afternoon show with myself and Kirk Evans a little bit later on today. And drop a like on this one if you find yourself enjoying along the way. And of course, if you are going to be telling the pick that we have for you guys. So let's get into it. Pips has the one spot that he liked and uh, he was early on this one. Really likes this spot here. Uh, even with the smaller slate, have no fear. A lot of confidence here going to the Warriors and Jazz game to take. Steph Curry over nine and a half rebounds and assists. You can get this from minus 109 at Caesars. This one is not available at this level of price in many spots, but you can get this one at Caesars. So we'll get right into the handicap here with the one play on the slate. Pips, talk to us about the thought process behind Steph Curry's over right here. This is mostly a bet against the Utah Jazz, but overall this season when he's playing with Raymond Green without Chris Paul, he was he was able to cash uh, in 67% of the games, so in 10 out of the 15 with 11.3 average. The last one on the graph, the highest one, 16 RR rebounds and assists came against Utah Jazz a couple of days ago. And I, I, I was like, okay, 16. But that's, that means he was very efficient in rebounding and, uh, and assisting. But no. Uh, so in that game, Steph Curry had 21 potential assists, ended up with 10 assists. With, honestly, that's a bit under the expected uh, uh, assist with 21 potential assists. So I was like, okay, so then he probably got lucky in the rebounding part. Also, no, he had six rebounds on 11 rebounding chances. So it's right about his average. So he had 16 potential, uh, 21 potential assists and 11 rebounding chances. So 32 total. When we look at his average, that's like in the range of 16, 17 rebounds and assists. So getting nine and a half line in a game. The same matchup, same teams, same high pace, them hunting him down and trying to stop him from scoring. In that game, he had only 25 points, and uh, I just think they will probably try to do the same. It was also a blowout game, so he didn't get his full minutes, still ended up to 16. I, I think it's the first time we have rebounds and assist bets on the show so far over the last two years. Not sure, but I think it is. I will just because. I watch the game. I see so many chances created. I check the numbers. It looked insane. If he gets like if he gets 20 uh, combined rebounding chances and potential assists, he should smash this spot. And he had 32 in the last game against Utah Jazz in the same matchup, same teams. So I, I like this spot a lot. And overall on the season, even in some more difficult matchups, he still averaged 67% overs on this line and average 11. Uh, 0.2 rebounds and assists, so it's great. 
even against other teams, Utah just allowed the most assists to opposing uh, point guards and 10th most rebounds. So it looks great even in, against the other players against the Jazz. If you take a look at their numbers, it's also way above average. All right, there we have it. The one play for today is Steph Curry on the over. Rebounds and assists line, minus 109 at Caesars Sportsbook. So even with the smallest slate, still a confident play here from Peps. Let's go into now the recap of the previous day's uh, plays. And very pleased to say we finally can notch a win on the hook counter here. Takes us to 5-12 and 12 on the season. So obviously still extraordinarily lopsided which is is rather unbelievable how lopsided it is but uh we get a we get one in the win column yesterday with Tyrese Halliburton on the assists and thankfully it was a winning day overall now Halliburton covered like relatively early so it wasn't as if we were like sweating this right down to the final seconds of the game but relatively sweat free everywhere else we had an easy Duncan Robinson win. He had 20 points in the game, third quarter cover. We had an easy win on the Trey Young and Jalen Johnson SGP. I believe that was third quarter as well. And a sweat-free loss. Uh, We've failed to foresee the Paul Reed legacy game here. 32 PRA for Paul Reed. We needed under 21 and a half. Uh, I think you tweeted that he played the first 30 of 34 minutes in that game. So heavy dosage of minutes. We got uh, We got good CLV on this one as well but doesn't always work out in fact uh didn't get that that on a Tyrese Halliburton play but nonetheless it does win so uh three in one day uh any thoughts overall on on the bets here pips yeah kind of insane that Tyrese Halliburton ended up third quarter with 11 and then played eight minutes in the fourth he only got one assist but yeah uh it's an event exactly how I expected against Tyrese Halliburton. I mean, you watch the game, so you can speak about it. So they were like trying to ice him on the pick and rolls and trying to trap him sometimes, yeah. not much, but they did. But he made he had like ten hockey assists where the when the player he passed to just passed another pass and the guy was was wide open so they were running the second guy off so yeah uh, but win is a win so yeah i think yeah the raptors i I said i I was saying yesterday about the raptors the uh the the rotations are just not very good so if they blitz halliburton throw doubles at halliburton he'll be able to pass out of it as you said a a lot of that turned into second assist because they'd rotate on the first guy and then the lack of rotations would showcase on the next pass but nonetheless uh got over so all good (laughs) yeah uh jj and trey young easy as it gets almost the first half cash on this one uh duncan robinson insane stuff uh he had zero attempts in the first nine minutes of the game and then got three fouls in like two minutes and two fouls in two minutes in a minute they made back-to-back threes made made third foul and i was like yeah got done for the half time but uh, i suppose i did return him back in the second quarter and he made another three point and went to a half time at nine and then easily cashed this i i so this one's an insane line for Duncan Robinson in a game where Butler is out, where, uh, yeah, just secured 
35 minutes for for Duncan Robinson in a high-paced game against the 76ers. I think this wins like nine out of the 10, 10 times so this season. So yeah, I, I, this was easy one. And the losing one is 39 minutes for Reed. I, I expected 30 maybe, 25 to 30. Uh, but even if he played 30, he he was he had 20. Two or 23 uh, PRAs at three, 30 minute mark. So, yeah, he, he was just getting so many rebounds that it, it was insane. So, yeah. Yeah. So, 31 day, we'll take it even with that Paul Reed loss. A nice 1.75 units of profit, hoping to finish strongly on the week as well with the Steph Curry play today. Uh, one thing I want to talk about, we'll get there in a second here. Matt brings up in the chat Isaiah Stewart was uh, Detroit Pistons. Big Isaiah Stewart was actually arrested yesterday. Apparently, he punched through Eubanks in the tunnel following a game between the Pistons and the Suns. Uh, yeah, that's some pretty insane, pretty insane on uh, the Detroit Pistons front. Uh, there's obviously a lot going wrong with that team this season and how they're playing and coaching wise. What was astonishing about their game against the Suns was that. Um, yeah, if you were on the Pistons roster that night, you played. And it didn't take until garbage time to make that happen. Monty Williams went with like a 12-player rotation for a, like inside the first three quarters. And then Malachi Flynn got in the game really late on when it was a, a blowout situation. Um, yeah, it seems like a lot of dysfunction going on with the Pistons. I don't know, Pips. Uh I guess don't we have any lead in here, but any thoughts on the Detroit Pistons, Monty Williams? Like, I guess where is this team heading? Uh, dysfunction with with rotations, Isaiah Stewart getting arrested. Any thoughts I mean, overall? This is nothing new for Stewart. Like, yeah. he he had he was in so many beef as a beef Stewart. He's too. <laughs> He's too in so many beefs so far. But honestly, like. They had Jaden Ivey play 14 minutes. I really don't understand. Yeah, I, I think, what are you even doing here? Like, you want to play your, your potential future stars, like, heavier minutes. We, we, had, we had Evan Fournier playing 26 minutes in, the, in this game. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, this, this stuff is crazy. Like, this stuff is crazy. And uh, I hate it for the Pistons. They, I, I said before, they did better. They, they actually looked kind of good recently, and then back again to being terrible. Like, last two games were episode for them, like, insane, terrible. Like, last game, Bill is not playing, Booker gets ejected in the first five minutes, and they still got, like, killed in that game. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, the you pace think in the game was, like, 109, <laughs> and they scored... And that's 100 points. That's 92 offensive rating. Like that's like 15 below, like 20 below league average. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's insane. So, you, yeah. you would think after spending all that money to convince Monty Williams to go there when Monty wanted a year off, that at least like the coaching situation would kind of be sorted. But it, it is absolutely not. I mean, he he he. Every game he changes up like lineups rotations 
before the game against the Suns. He said, it's not like we're going to play 11 or 12 guys. Then in the game, he played for most of the game, 11 or 12 guys in his rotation. I, I don't know. I, I th- This team just seems like it's perpetually doomed to stay at the bottom here. Like the, like there's some good pieces here, not getting maybe the right development out of it. I don't know. I can't see really a, a path for this team to dig themselves out of the hole that they're in, man. It, yeah. It's tough. It's also, tough to be pisses right now. The Suns shot 44 free throws. Like <laughs> what are you doing with defense? Like it's insane. Wow. Uh, yeah, defensively, yeah, the big questions there. I mean, there's only so much, like, if the refs are having a bad night, there's only so much that can factor in. 44 free throws. Yeah, defensively, some question marks over there as well. A lot of dysfunction going on with Detroit. Doesn't help that Isaiah Stewart also got arrested yesterday. Uh, that just adds yeah. on to it. But uh, let's go for let's go to the other side of the NBA standings here and talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers. They have been on a sensational run. I don't even know if we can call it a run anymore because they just keep on winning games. They lost a recent game rather shockingly to the Philadelphia 76ers. That was just a blip for this team. They have won 18 of the last 20 games heading into the NBA All-Star break. They now sit second in the Eastern Conference, albeit they are six games back in the Celtics, but now two full games up on the Bucks in third, four full games up on the Knicks in fourth. Yeah, this team seems like it's for real. On paper, it didn't really seem that apparent to me, but how well do you think this team is positioned going into the rest of the season after the All-Star break? I Honestly, like it's difficult to see because like Max Schuess is underperforming. Uh, Mobley is underperforming. Darius Garland is underperforming. <laughs> it's tough to like to like see how they are being so great. But there is one two guys that aren't underperforming that has been great so far this season, and those two guys are Jared Allen and Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell is having another great great season, and that's somehow going under the radar. But he's very efficient scoring 28, 5, and 6, playing good defense. So, yeah, Mitchell is, it has been great. And if some guys like Kawhi Leonard are in the MVP discussion, I think uh, Mitchell has a fair point now, for sure. Like, he, he did this without Garland and without Mobley for, like, how many games in this stretch? And it was uh, mostly all Mitchell and, and Jared Talon being incredible. So yeah, I just think uh, Garland just gets on in the right form before the All-Star. Still, finally can hit some shots. It's insane how like I you remember when we talk about the trades and uh, they acquiring uh, Struz. I know it's not a trade, but when they acquire Struz, I was like, is he a good shooter? Like. Yeah. He had some more poor season shooting than season great shooting. So if you take a look at his shooting throughout the seasons, first season with Miami, 34% from three. Second season, 41% from three. Third season, 35% from three. So one good season shooting, two average, below average shooting. And now he's back to 33% from three. So worst one so far in his career. 
So I did a three seasons with poor shooting and one season with great shooting. So yeah, his shot is not there. But the thing is, insane gravity, no matter what. So yeah. he helps the team a lot. So if he can find his groove before the playoffs, yeah, they are him to beat for sure. You need to just figure out the defense uh, in offense. But uh, Evan Mobley somehow started shooting threes and started making them. He is 42% of the season. I mean, not a great volume. Yeah, like that's still huge for yeah, that team. He, yeah, he's shooting like the other one attempts per game. But last couple of games, he did start shooting more. And if the, he, if you leave him wide open in the corner, he made those threes. So, like, if the, that can be a thing moving forward, that will be great. Like, so, like, he had 0.5 threes attempts during the season. And in February, it's up to two items a game. If you can go, like, four items a game to, like, 35%, 36%, it's a thing for them that wasn't just there last season and his shot looks way better like it, it looks like very much improved so maybe this time off he was practicing three so we'll see how it works but so far like if you take a look at february it's most obviously small sample size that he made uh eight out of 13 threes so yeah like i hope like he can stay like making just wide open corner threes and that helps this team a lot uh, if he was able to make those in the next series, maybe we it would be a longer series. Yeah, yeah uh, definitely. If he could make those in the, in the playoffs last year, it would have been a different series. Not sure the outcome would have changed, but it wouldn't have been. I think it was a five-game series. Or yeah, I think it was a five-game series in the end. Also, shooting is very different this season with additions of uh, Young, Struz, and yeah. Garrity at least, and some Merrill. Merrill is. Flame thrower. We spoke about him yeah. earlier this season, and this guy is insane. And if he can get on 20 minutes of the bench, 15 minutes of the bench, and make move everything around, because now teams are getting used to who he is, and they are treating him like a threat. So yeah, I think very better position than they were the last season. Yeah, agreed. Uh, preseason, I had the under on win total, which we did in the pre the preseason show. For the Cavs and 20 games ago, that looked pretty good. They were 20 games ago. This team was 18 and 16 thinking, okay, they're not going to touch 50 and a half wins here. Uh, now they went 18 of their last 20. They're 36 and 17. And all of a sudden that looks like it's pretty much done <laughs> that, that they're going to go over that. So uh, we'll see. I think this is a bad time for the all-star break to happen for the Cavs. I mean, you'd like to see this momentum keep going for that team, but I mean, uh, how much can you call this a run anymore? Like at what point is this just who they are? It's 20-game it's sample size here. I, I guess we'll see when they come back from the All-Star break if they can sustain this and keep going for the rest of the season. But the East is, yeah. other than the Celtics, it's very, very open. And a surprise team could really make a run here to the conference finals. Just check some data. Sam Ariel compared to Steph Curry, back 36 minutes, attempts the same number of threes and makes more. Like both are attempting 13 threes a game per 36 minutes, and Sam Merrill is better at making it. like oh, per 36 is skilled number, but yeah, yeah, like his usage is insane, and he's making more threes than Steph Curry, and they are almost as difficult as the one Steph Curry makes because this guy like doesn't care two hands in the face, just he's 
just fires away. I wonder uh, if he can keep himself in rotation, especially in a, in a playoff series. Um, that that could be necessary. That could definitely be necessary. And if, and if you get hot in one game, that could be the difference between winning a game and losing a game. And uh, every every single yeah. little detail counts the playoffs. With everyone back, he's playing 10 minutes a game. So, yeah, not that huge, but if he gets hot and he can get hot very easily, yeah, he's a guy to, to shift some games. Absolutely. All right, that will do it for the show today. Reminder, even though there's no NBA games tomorrow, me and Pips will be back on the show. We're going to be covering the NBA All-Star Weekend. And if uh, if lines hold up as they are, there's definitely at least one play that I very, very, very much like going into tomorrow. So stay tuned for that on the way. Uh, also, later today, myself and Kirk Evans going live. We're going to recap the week that was in the NBA. It's a good time to wrap up with the NBA games finishing before the All-Star break. So tune in a little bit later on. Subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell so you know where the content is going live and going up. Also, if you enjoyed this one today, make sure to hit the like button, especially if you are tailing the one play on the way for you guys. It is in the Warriors and Jazz game. It is Steph Curry over nine and a half rebounds plus assists for minus 109 odds at Caesars. All right, guys, we'll be back same time, same place tomorrow for more for Pick and Roll. Thanks so much for watching, and we'll see you soon.